um, I, I thought this was a really cool thought. I, uh, it was a really, it was a pleasure meeting you, George. I feel like I learned a lot, so that was that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I appreciated nice it. I appreciate it especially because like I'm I'm applying for a job in China, so I might move. It's it's up、oh. in the air still. But, well, what、um, city? Because、uh, I'm、uh, going to be moving to China maybe next year. Oh,、uh, Nanjing. Oh, Nanjing. Okay, that's.、Uh, I'll be like、uh, two hours from you on the bullet train. Yeah, it's like it's because yeah, it's supposed to be two hours like from Shanghai. Yeah, I um. Oh, if I move, I'm gonna be moving to、uh, Chengdu in Sichuan. But then, oh, got, okay. Yeah, but it the, it's really convenient. Like I probably visit you and stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's up in the air, but I, I'm I'm、uh, I, I think I might get it because like I've been I've been talking to like the faculty there and they、um, uh, they seem to like me and they're helping me with like. An application for a postdoc, so is, is I it, feel like I might get it. Is it um? Oh, what 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 industries? Is it like、uh, teaching? Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's at Nanjing University. Oh, Nanjing University.、Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's actually um, uh, or where where's your family from? Like,、uh, what country?、Uh, my family, like basically basically the Mexico border, borderlands. Okay. Like they're from so, they're from like both sides, like Texas,、so、Mexican, and then Or, yeah. So but、okay. like Texas and like also like northern Mexico.、Uh, what's interesting in Shanghai, there's actually like a small like Mexican town, where there's like a bunch oh really of,、uh, like a good but it's really small. But there's like、um, a lot of like Mexican、oh. food. But the Mexican、okay. food in China is like luxury food. There's no、I、like stands、either. and stuff. I think it's because、yeah. like you know like you have to take a plane to get all the way across. Yeah. So yeah, like a lot of the Mexicans in China, they open like, and it's more rare. So they all a lot of the Mexican food is fine dining. I see. Yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. It's, it's really interesting because I remember when I was nineteen,、uh, <laughs> I was there, and then I was at a Mexican restaurant. I, I just like craved tacos really badly when I was in Shanghai, <laughs> and then、um, we went to this restaurant, and then there was a Mexican waitress. She was taking my order in Chinese, and then her Chinese was better than mine, and then、uh, and she was also really cute, and I was it was just like <laughs> such a trip for me, like.、Uh, I wasn't used to it. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that that that's cool. The it's funny how like how like international food is different in like the other country and especially with Mexican food. Like my experience, oddly, is that like Mexican food is actually worse in other Latin American countries、uh-huh. uh, than in like the U.S. Even because I I don't know why. Like I have family in Panama, so sometimes、yeah. I go to Panama. And Panama has like the worst Mexican food I've ever had. Like it does, like、oh. has no flavor, and and it's because they 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 can't eat spicy food because they don't they don't eat spicy food over there. Oh, are are there Mexicans in Panama? Could it be that there's not enough Mexicans there? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's probably like almost no. There's probably some, but、uh-huh. yeah, it's not a it's not a big presence. And then the food is like I guess very different because it's more Caribbean and they don't really eat like hot. They don't eat spicy stuff. Oh, I see. But yeah, no, I I could imagine like China would actually have like better Mexican food because like they're more used to like spicy stuff. Oh, oh, it wasn't as good as here, but it's just it was、oh, okay. just like fine dining. But like the the food wasn't uh, it wasn't as good. Well, I mean, I've only tried two restaurants, two Mexican restaurants、mm. in China, but those two weren't as good as what you'd find here. Yeah, what、well, what I mainly wanted to just talk about、uh, get the idea I wanted to get out in the podcast, like even if someone opposes China. Which is fine. Like after this podcast, I'm totally fine with a viewer disliking China, or whatever. But I just want more people to be open to the idea of communist capitalism. 
because I think it, it it brings a lot of benefits, you know, that we're gonna see over the next century. I I'm, I agree with that too. I mean, I voted for Bernie for kind of that reason, you know, Medicare for all and all of that. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe democracy isn't what we. Maybe democracy is is failing us in that regard. Yeah. Just you know, know, there has to be some way to pr- keep the corporations out of the government. Yeah. I never. I've only recently like realized that as an issue, um, uh-huh. in terms of like corporations being able to really take advantage of like a very democratic system where you like people get elected kind of based on popularity contests, basically, yeah. not so much based on like their actual merits. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I've I've only recently kind of realized that as a problem of the way like we do things here. Yeah. Oh, and oh, this is also another interesting point um, that. I forgot to talk about earlier. Um, so I noticed two different uh, mindsets towards AI. In, uh, there's one mindset in America and one in China. Like the mindset in America generally behind AI is kind of like fear because people feel like AI and robots, automation will just, uh, make people lose jobs. But in China, uh, the people are very embracing of AI and uh, automation because they think it'll make jobs easier for the people. So like the dream, uh, for example, Jack Ma's dream, is to have all Alibaba employees only work four hours a day and then just focus purely on innovation because AI and automation takes care of the rest. But I understand why there's a fundamental difference between the way America reacts to AI versus the way Chinese workers react to AI. And it's because China's government is all about the worker. You know, that's what communism is, it's about the worker. But in America, if AI or automation gets really developed, it will make people lose jobs because that this like democratic capitalist system is not in favor of the worker mm-hmm. so it's interesting there's two very different mindsets uh on ai hmm. Hmm. that's a good point i didn't think about that yeah yeah it sounds like there's more job security in in china yeah well there's also a lot of competition but um there's more hmm. yeah there's more business and job opportunities I wonder if Americans' fear of AI also has to do with the Terminator or all these like robot movies. Oh, no, no, you know, honestly, I think I think a lot of it does because you know when people there's like this myth that like because you know I didn't learn I didn't learn about it until I started learning how to program games. But what I realized is uh there was always this fear that like don't connect AI to the internet because then it'll like be able to hack whatever and the AI can go rogue. But that is a lot of it's science fiction. Like AI can't deviate from the code. So an AI taking over the world and screwing us all over would have to be the result of someone accidentally misprogramming and writing a typo. Not the AI. The AI can't evolve. Like, it doesn't have babies. It doesn't replicate. And there's no genes that change. It doesn't evolve. It just does whatever the code is. If it were ever to take, us all, to take over the human race, it would be because someone misprogrammed something. Not because they evolved. They can't. The AI cannot evolve like that. Um, but so many people believe it, you know, like, because uh, of movies. Yeah. If you do get the job, Carlos, do you know when you might be moving? No, um, not yet. The school, the uh, school session starts in September, but I don't, I, I'm not getting my diploma. Oh, by, by the way, I'm defending. Like, oh, nice. Probably, I'll be defending on like the 14th or something. Uh, is it public? Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be Zoom. So I'll, I'll invite people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me know. I'll be, I'll be down to support. I don't know if, if I'm allowed to say things or not. But <laughs> yeah yeah people are but like not till like after but, yeah. um but yeah it'll be like the 14th or the 13th or something like that and um 
I won't get my diploma until August, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would be moving right after that, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't also. I don't like thinking about it too much because I, I like thinking about it because it's, it's it's exciting. Like I would like to like live in China for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but then like it's not a guarantee. A funny okay. thing my dad told me before is like, oh, because you know like China monitors like. Chinese apps, right? Like WeChat, and then American monitors, American apps like Facebook, whatever. So he said, like, if you're gonna talk shit about China, talk shit on Facebook. If you're gonna talk shit about America, talk shit on WeChat. <laughs> so like, so they can't monitor it. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I did want to add on comment, like, like despite whatever news we're getting about like oppression of minorities in China or whatever, like uh-huh. I from the from the beginning, I've I've, I've I've thought though that minorities in China like are treated better than they have been in the U.S. for sure. Like yeah. they do get, they do um, get. Um, what is it like? Affirmative action. Like they, yeah, there was but, affirmative but the, action. The government implemented it. Like the the minorities didn't have to fight for it. The government uh, right. self implemented it. Right. And then actually, like um, uh, a lot of, I mean, this might not affect everybody because this is like a like a this. Like, you know, becoming a star benefits few, not that many people, but like TV shows or whatever, um, things that have to do with PR, a lot of them specifically try to look for minorities so that they could like exotic companies. So a lot of times minorities can use that as an advantage to get, um, to get jobs. I mean, singing competitions, you know, <laughs> for those singing reality TV shows, like so many of the contestants are Tibetans. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like this... Um, this kind of like stereotype that Tibetans are like the best singers ever. Like, huh. it's like, um, th- like, uh, this belief that like, oh, Tibetans, they sing across the mountains to each other and stuff. So like, <laughs> like uh, a lot of Chi- Han Chinese people believe that Tibetans are like really good at singing. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then they were, they were exempt from the one child policy. Yeah. They were exempt uh, from that. Right. And then yeah. like, and they, and then they also have like a ton of land, like Tibet's huge yeah. that like, yeah. pay, like native reservations in the U S pale in comparison. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, um, in America when there's like native American land or whatever, um, areas for minorities, America doesn't really put an effort to keep those areas safe. Um, but China p- puts an effort to keep those areas safe, but at the same time, you know, it could be seen as a, a negative because then China will be more involved. So that could be seen as a negative too, but uh, I think China tries to make them, if anything, I guess China tries to make them assimilate more, but the thing is China also like tries to give them more of the same privileges that Hans get. Yeah. Well, I, I would say all of that happened on native reservations too. And oh, in, a much, in a much more sloppy manner, especially oh. with board, boarding schools, uh, the policing by the Bureau of Indian Affairs, all of that stuff happened and it, it was all oh, like slipshod. It was all like very slipshod. So yeah, I don't know. I maybe, maybe China is a bit more efficient. Yeah. yeah. I just know it. I just know those things have been done here too. And yeah, it's like shitty people complain about it all the time. So, uh, you know, like, um, this is like, has nothing to do with China, but like, I don't know if you know, have you ever like researched about Singapore? Cause they're like, their public housing system is like, crazy they subsidize 80 percent of the housing in their in their country and then like poor uh uh middle class or rich they subsidize all of it and then um yeah they do every it's really interesting i think singapore is like has like 
the best benefits, regardless if you're capitalist or if you're communist. Because uh, they, they do a little bit of both. They're like somewhat democratic, somewhat autocratic. Like they don't have freedom of speech, but they have public elections. So the maximum income tax rate in Singapore is 8%. So if you're a capitalist, you'll love that. But all education is free, uh, universal health care, 80% of all housing is subsidized. Like if you're a socialist, you'll like it too. Like just the, yeah. But the only problem is it's just too small. Like I think the whole country is not even as big as LA County. So oh, yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. You, you'd, run, you'd get to the border within a day if you were touring. You right. know, um, what's interesting is um, I, I would see a big shift because uh, when I was a kid and I would meet like uh, older people who were going through college, they were international students. Some of them, uh, more of them would consider staying in America. But then as I, when I started going to college, um, as I got older, of all my friends that came from China, only like one of them stayed because China's um, life, you know, standard of living is surpassing America's. Uh, and then, you know, what, interesting what you see in Singapore, Singaporeans is when they come here, none of them stay. Not a single Singaporean friend I have stayed in America. <laughs> like, no one even considers leaving Singapore. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I, I know like uh, I had some Japanese friends in, in university too. And then uh, they also, you know, like none of them stayed too. <laughs> they all went back because oh. uh, just there's a big shift. I think right now, like a global shift in kind of like power or standard of living, you know, a lot of other countries are starting to surpass America. I, I think I do. Ha I do have one friend. He's like half, he's like half Mexican, half Singaporean. And I think oh, he cool. was, I, I think he was born in Singapore because uh, I, he's not a close, he's more of a friend of a friend, but I think uh -huh. he's like, he's like, he's in the U S cause um, He's a he's a, like avoiding the military. I forget what it's called. The oh draft. yeah, they they have a they have um mandatory service for the army reserves because yeah. uh, Singapore their their biggest enemy is Malaysia. So then like um, oh. Singapore has a mandatory kind of like training for, of two years, and then so that all the all the males have to be on reserve in case there's a war with Malaysia. I see. And then it's it, they they're really similar to Switzerland. Switzerland is kind of like that. They have. But then, but then those uh, Singapore and Switzerland, they never invade other countries. It, they just build a really strong economy and then they, um, essentially they turtle and then they build like strong defenses. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty efficient because they never have to worry about invading other people. And then what you were saying about like Singapore, how like there's not really like any immigrants from Singapore. The same yeah. is true for Panama. Um, oh, really? Actually, yeah. Like when I visit, I really enjoy Panama. Like I just, I just have a good time, and it's just like it's really relaxing and very chill, and like, like people there seem really happy. And I can uh -huh. see why because of the things the government does, like for the people there. Well, and, what is um, their government like? Their government is. I mean, every all the money comes from. I don't know. I don't. I don't know like how taxes work. Uh -huh. uh, I know like a lot of stuff's very cheap. A lot of stuff produced in the country is very cheap. Uh, they do import a lot of things, and those are more expensive. But um, but the government does have a lot of money from the canal, so oh, okay. they're able to provide stuff like like I remember um, there was one year some of my little cousins they got free computers mm -hmm. for like school, nice. and like yeah, so that was like really good. And then yeah, like my cousins like there was this one time they actually came to the U S to visit. Like we finally, we were trying to get them like passports and yeah. we got them like some passports so they could come. And then they, they came and like, they liked meeting the family, but then they were like, eh, Panama's better. So they just went back and like, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> that, that's what all my friends in China, like um, my sister, uh, she uh, got married early this year. Um, 
and her wife is my sister. She grew up in uh, in Guangzhou in China, and then her wife also grew up there. So they got married here, and then um, my sister and her are living here right now because my sister has a job here in San Francisco. Every day they just keep complaining. They're like, "Oh, I want to go back like to China," but then, the, but then, the, like my sister doesn't want to give up that job. But every day they're just oh, yeah, like, yeah. "Man, like, uh, more like, oh, they got they got like flicked off by um, by people when they were wearing masks because they're you know they're oh, Asian yeah. and they, they're wearing masks. So yeah. they got flicked off while they're driving while wearing masks and something. They're just like, like, man, the infrastructure here sucks. The healthcare sucks. Like people here are racist towards us. Like I just want to go back so badly. But yeah, a lot of people from a lot of countries, I think now. Are starting to feel that way about the U.S. Yeah, no, the that's. Uh, I went to I went to New Zealand a couple uh-huh. years ago, oh, New Zealand's and nice. I yeah. yeah, and I met this um I met this woman who uh, was from there, and she was telling me how like we were talking about places we'd been to we had been to like traveling, and she told me how she hated going to the U.S. because of uh, because like I guess she got like. Through t- when she went through TSA, she got patted down, and uh-huh. like compared to other countries she'd traveled through, yeah. the uh, the like security was just like very aggressive, like unusually yeah. aggressive, like with her. Oh. And so that that like changed her mind about ever going back to the, U- the U.S. Oh, I have yeah. some, I have something really funny to tell you guys about security <laughs> in China. So this is how security in China works, and this is where I would I, I could see why Westerners would say China doesn't care about human rights. So <laughs> when you go to the the um, bullet train station if you're holding a bottle of water they don't make you throw away they make you take a sip and then if nothing uh, happens to you you get to keep the water essentially but huh. if you if you like choke on the spot you know and it's poisoned it's, it's obvious then you know you'll get arrested but uh yeah they actually let you keep your water if you take a sip of it so it's really interesting like because <laughs> it will only affect you if you're trying to bomb or like you know poison people um right. if you're just a normal person like you know like I got to keep my water all the time and not have to buy a new one and stuff. So it was really interesting. Um, Yeah. It's, it's very, it's really different. Um, But I just, I just thought it was hilarious when I did it. Like she just told me to take a sip. I was like, what the hell is this have to do with anything? (laughs) And after I did it, I was like, Hey, wait, I get to keep my water. (laughs) Okay. It was the, it was like the funniest experience. My first time ever. Yeah. It was so funny. It's actually more efficient. So you're not wasting water. Yeah. Like I was so happy. I got to keep my water. But when I thought about it, I was like, Damn, like if I was really trying to like do something, I would have just died in front of them. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, a main difference you'll see between China and US, like not talking about anything political, like um, a main difference uh, is like uh, China is more collective and America is more individual. So, for example, the way that they handle uh, drug uh, trafficking is very different. Like. And this is true of a lot of Asian countries, not just China, because I know um, Japan, Singapore, and South Korea also, they also execute drug dealers. Well, they have the, the like in China, um, the government has the right to execute drug dealers if they carry like above a like, certain amount of drugs, like it has to be a certain amount. But um, in, you know, in America, like uh, America doesn't execute all the drug dealers, but uh, in China, it's very collective. So like China's not willing to, worry about one person's uh, individual rights if it means it's going to have to sacrifice the whole population. So China's willing to execute an individual drug dealer if it means that people are less willing to smuggle in drugs into China. Because uh, China doesn't have a drug problem at all. There's like zero drugs. Yeah. The streets are so safe. Like, it's just ridiculously safe. Like, you see women walking home at like 3 a.m. by themselves. Just not even, like nobody checks left and right when they're in China. 
everyone just is on their phone and just walks straight. It's so safe there. But yeah, like that's a different like part of the culture. But in America, you know, they'll go farther to protect like an individual if they're a drug dealer or something like. Um, so that's a key difference you'll see. Like China really cares about the collective and doesn't care as much about the individual as America does. That's really interesting. That that's totally a big difference because I think I think the U.S. and also even like Latin America, they're on the they're mm-hmm. in the direction to like legalizing everything. Uh, There's an article recently that basically uh, talked about how the Mexican president is trying to get everything legalized now, and and is mm-hmm. try, wants to work with the U.S. to legalize stuff more because, I mean, because that's that's kind of affecting like, the drug war. Yeah. So like right? they're gonna de- yeah. decriminalize like some of the stuff that the cartel does, right? Yeah. Oh, that could be that could be good, right? What, what, do, what do you think of that? My well, my initial opinion was that it would be good because yeah, like yeah, then cartels, then it yeah. would like weaken like cartels. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I could I could also see how like making like hyper criminalizing things like in the way that these Asian countries do, yeah. like also has like benefits. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I think um. China has a big misunderstanding with drugs because they consider, you know, weed the same thing as opium. Like it's on the same yeah. level of uh, like how it's as illegal as opium. I, I, I understand why China's so against drugs because um, when the British tried to colonize, you know, they couldn't get China to open up and trade. So they smuggled in opium and then it just ruined Canton, like a whole province. So like that's why and it happened in Japan too. That's why Japan, you know, same thing. And in Singapore, like they all hate drugs for that reason, but I mean, yeah, weed is not the same as as heroin. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's nowhere near as as extreme as that. But uh, yeah, because from what I hear people say, like uh, in China, they say some of my friends they've been caught uh, smoking weed or having weed, and then they say like if you get caught uh, having the drug as a as a consumer, it, they say it's not that big of a deal. You just you just get a fine, like. It's not that serious. Huh. But if you get caught as a dealer, then it's really serious. Um, you know, Jackie Chan's son, it was like all the news. He got caught. Like, oh, really? <laughs> no, but um, I think in the end, like, because he had, he didn't have like a consumer's amount. He had like a dealer's amount, like pounds yeah. of marijuana. But the thing is, um, he had a big party and then it was like kind of obvious that he was just going to smoke it. Like he wasn't trying to sell it. So he didn't get executed. <laughs> like, um, but it's pretty light <laughs> if you just do the drug. But it's, it's uh, more severe if you... Um, if you're trying to sell it, I, I I heard in some countries like Switzerland, if you if you get caught possessing drugs or doing drugs, you don't get treated as a criminal. You get treated as a patient and admitted into like a um, rehab, and then they treat you more as a, as a sick person rather than as a criminal. I feel like that's that's really cool. I hope like more countries could do that. Interesting. Any any thoughts, Takashi? Oh uh, no, this is good. On drugs? It's a good yeah, conversation. Okay. I was just thinking too, because I've been reading the the book, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. It yeah. talks about the incarceration of black folks. Oh man. And how yeah. the the drug issue, like in the seventies and eighties, like once the the war on drugs started to happen, there were far more rates of incarceration of black people. So even in this country, right. you know, like you guys were mentioning there's like, you know, individual protection for maybe certain protection for black, uh, for uh, people who use drugs or deal drugs, but it's really different if you're black. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 yeah sorry. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're like black, then the government yeah doesn't really care as yeah, much about your individual. So there's individual. a huge difference if you're a black person or a white person. 
or you're a person of color, you yeah. get treated way differently. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think I, another thing, another thing that exacerbates the problem is the is the private prison system, right? Yeah, that's like true. Private, yeah, that's yeah, a huge you, problem. There's people making a profit on locking people up, so there's just more, and there's there's clearly more incentive to like make arrests, to find yeah. reasons to arrest people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that you know. That, that's a that's a big danger of capitalism, where you allow the <laughs> the, the prison system to be like privatized. Like that that's one thing that should for sure not be capitalist prison system. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just crazy the, the the amount of people that's locked up and the amount of black people. I think I heard it's like yeah. one third or one fourth of black males will end up in prison. That's a very yeah. high statistic. Yeah, uh, I actually sent um uh, Takashi a, a a video about um a bunch of black people who moved from America to Asia and then all of them, regardless if they're from China, Korea, Singapore, or they moved to Japan, they all say the same thing. They, they say cops don't stop me here and aren't suspicious of me here. I don't, I'm not in danger. Um, they like, say like they feel more free. Yeah. They say they feel more free because they don't have to watch their back. Like cops don't randomly stop them. Like I remember in Shanghai, you know, I'll, uh, cause you know, uh, cause Asia has a big population, and then when you get sick, like a cold or anything, it's common courtesy in Asia to wear a mask so you don't spread it to other people. So a lot of people wear masks. So then, like, you know, I was wearing a mask, and then I would sometimes see um, some black people, um, like they would have a mask and a hood on and sunglasses, and then and then you know they would walk by, and the co- like uh, as they're walking around, cops wouldn't be suspicious. They wouldn't stop them. They don't like, they have no reason to suspect them of anything. But then I, you know, I just thought like, man, if that was America, you see a black person walking around like that, dude, the cops would probably like have their knee in, in his back already, like within five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but uh, one thing I like is for the Americans who are not alt right, the American people are more like progressive than uh, a lot of Chinese locals. But so in China, it's kind of different. Like in America, you know, I would say the people are more progressive than the government. In China, I think the government's more progressive than the people. I don't know if you ever heard of dowry culture, but it's a part of Chinese culture oh, yeah. that, yeah, that I really don't like. Essentially, for the viewers, it's a uh, so you know, when a man and woman get married, the the man's family has to pay uh, the the woman's family money, and uh, it kind of like objectifies the woman, like she's like a product. So uh, the government doesn't like that. Um, it doesn't fit the ideals of communism. So the government next year is banning loans for dowries. So next year you can't get loans for dowries. But a lot of the citizens still want to do that culture, that part, the dowry culture. But the government, you know, so I say the government is more progressive than the people. The government is trying to get rid of that culture. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I would say that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The government that's, is more progressive than the people. Yeah, that's like the 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 continuation of the cultural revolution, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it is essentially. Yeah. It is a like a you know because I saw something really interesting. I was reading some YouTube comments, and then they were talking about how like uh, a lot of countries are removing statues of people who committed like genocide or like you know like were racist and stuff, like Christopher Columbus or whoever. Um, and then they're asking, "Oh, is that going on in China?" And then they said, "Oh, it already happened during the Cultural Revolution. <laughs> like they 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 took down so many statues of so many people." Oh yeah, and then uh. If you do end up going to Nanjing, like, yeah, you'll just see, like, a whole different side of China, like, because, you know, like, generally, like, most people in China, they, they like Mao, like, because they know about it, they, they see the good side, which you don't get to see here, like, because uh, in order for Xi Jinping to 
to kind of like almost perfect commune capitalism today, it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have been possible if Mao wasn't around. Like he did make mistakes, but before his time, China got invaded by multiple empires, and there was a lot of missionaries that killed a lot of Chinese people, and uh, the land the inequality of land ownership was worse than like anything we see in America or Hong Kong today. So like, there's a lot of positive that he did. Like, generally the people in China, uh, in mainland China love Mao. But I think like unanimously, everyone in mainland China, their favorite is probably Deng Xiaoping, the guy that opened China up. Um, basically you won't find anybody that, that dislikes him. Everybody likes him. There's some people that don't like Xi Jinping. Like, um, I think a lot of business owners that like the 1990s China, because 1990s China was more like unbalanced. It was a lot of servant master relationship, like kind of like, you know, like factory wages were really, really low. Minimum wage was really, really low. So you'd have like really rich people and really, really poor people. And some like, there's some people who want to keep that culture around, you know, like uh, those people don't like Xi Jinping or people who like, uh, who embezzled money in the government. They hate Xi Jinping because he purged all of them. Like uh, it's interesting because, um, Someone I know, they, you know, they they grew up during the old China where you had to bribe people. So during the 1990s or during the 2000s, they would still have to bribe the government officials. But nowadays, they try bribing people and they say it's impossible. Like they say, because of Xi Jinping and his purge, like you can't bribe anybody. Um, they like that person knows like the chief of police in certain districts, and that the chief of police in that district can't even ask chief of police in another district what happened with this, with this inmate. Like basically what happened was uh, someone that we knew got arrested in China. And then the person I knew, uh, one of the people I knew wanted to get information on what the crime was. So then uh, he asked his uh, a police friend who was chief of police to investigate. Um, uh, the person was arrested in Beijing. So he asked him to ask the Beijing police what was going on. And the Beijing police wouldn't even tell him. So like, yeah, it, it it got like, like my favorite of all of China's leaders is Xi Jinping for sure. Like that's, that's for hands down my favorite. But generally most people in China, they like Deng Xiaoping the most. Like uh, a lot of old, yeah, some older people don't like Xi Jinping as much. Another thing, if you, if you go to China, you'll have a lot of older people telling you, oh, learn the dialects, learn the dialects other than Mandarin. And then you have young people around our age that will say, screw the dialects, Mandarin is the only one that matters. Like don't learn the dialects. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of in the the second boat. Like, I think I only want because I okay. If if China, because you know China is a civilization state where every province has completely unique culture. Like the food that you eat in each city you go to is completely different. Like Sichuan yeah. food and Cantonese food is so different. It, like, it it you would think like two different races made the food, um, <laughs> but uh, and their dialects you know are different. Like it's the same written system, but it's pronounced completely differently so you can't understand they can't understand each other and then mandarin is the common tongue but the reason why i'm okay with dialects disappearing is i i do acknowledge that you do lose culture and you lose diversity of the culture but um it unifies chinese people and it makes it easier to communicate and also china had like still has this problem today but like it's always had a problem of cities discriminating other cities like people from hunan um from that province have a hard time finding a job in like Shanghai or some other cities in China because yeah. there's a bad stigma between uh, about Hunan people. And I think like without dialects, 
it's harder to discriminate. If it was everyone speaking Mandarin, it was it's harder to discriminate. Um, and then it also unifies China more. And it's also easier to communicate too. Yeah. So yeah, like if most older people you meet, they'll tell you to learn dialects, but just in my opinion, don't. <laughs> our, our grandpa raised us not to learn dialects. Like, cause uh, huh. our grandpa and his kids, um, they all speak uh, Kunmingese, which is a dialect that's very similar to Mandarin, but has some variations. And then our parents actually spoke Kunmingese to us when uh, we were young, but then he like yelled at them. He said, speak Mandarin to them. What are they going to do with Kunmingese? Like Mandarin is where they'll be able to communicate. So then like he raised us to speak Mandarin over mm-hmm. Kunmingese. No, no, that, that, that makes sense. It's, that's a common attitude among, among like people in other countries. Like Me- Mexico is oh. the same way. Like Mexico oh, has that. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're not. The thing though, is that they're in Mexico. So Mexico, yeah. Like everyone speaks like the standard language is Spanish, uh-huh. but you do have uh, ethnic minorities who are basically native Americans. They're just like oh, in so, Mexico. So do they have yeah. different languages or different dialects? Like they're, do they... they are languages, but well, people call them dialects. Like that's common to call them oh, in Spanish. But dialects. it's a different written system, right? Is it the same uh, written system? Uh, most of, well, they don't really write them though. So oh, that's okay. the other thing. Yeah. Like, oh, Cause in China it's all written, the same writing. Like right. regardless of what dialect, it's all the same written. System. Yeah. But like, um, yeah. And like a lot of these regions where you do have ethnic minorities, people will tell uh-huh. you, oh, don't waste your time with like the dialects. Yeah. Like you should learn Spanish and stuff like that. Or like people who speak dialects, they should learn Spanish. They should like be more assimilated into mainstream Mexican culture. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, like, but but isn't Mexico will be a little different because uh right because uh Spain is a foreign entity that came and colonized, wasn't it? The, the yeah. Because uh, uh in in like Mandarin came from China, like it didn't come as like a mm-hmm. foreign entity. So I could see how like some maybe some. Mexicans who speak a dialect wouldn't want to learn. Are there some that don't want to only speak there's Spanish? Not, there, to my to my knowledge, there's there isn't really anybody who doesn't want to speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still like discrimination against people who do speak like minority languages. Oh, I see. Like that that happens. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. Like um, even though even though like Spanish came from Spain, mm-hmm. uh, Mexico like. There, there have been like Mexico is a much bigger country yeah. than Spain. Yeah. So there's a bigger Spanish-speaking population. So in terms yeah. of like population, it's more of like a, like a like a cultural center, like a Spanish-speaking cultural, oh, like, okay. power, like compared to Spain is. And that was true even like like 500 years ago. Like Mexico City has always been like a huge city, uh, bigger bigger than like any city in Spain too. So, so how do you feel about like um, dialects disappearing? in mexico oh, I, I, uh, good or bad? I i think it's i think it's bad but uh-huh. i mean because that's what i study like yeah. that's, that's my research is on minority languages uh-huh. um i think when like 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 you said like when basically when minority languages or dialects like go extinct like mm-hmm. you lose like diversity cultural yeah. diversity uh i think you i think you lose like knowledge too like there's knowledge yeah. systems that languages or dialects have I understand the sentiment though of like learning a common language. Like uh-huh. I, th- I think that's good too. Like that's definitely important for people to like for, for people to like compete for jobs and uh, and like do well in their life too. Um, I, I I just I I think like there should just be a way to like kind of balance the two so yeah, that you just definitely. you just have like everybody bilingual. Like I think that's 
I think bilingualism is a really good thing too. Like I think there's yeah, studies that show like bilingualism like always makes you more intelligent and stuff. Yeah, um, there's no there's no disadvantage to being bilingual. Right. And then I think I think Singapore, I remember I remember reading a little yeah. bit about like Singapore's education. Like yeah, everyone there speaks at least four like languages. Three. Yeah, yeah. Three. yeah. And it's incorporated it's like incorporated into like their education like you have the 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 chinese students they'll have everyone has english classes Uh and then the chinese students will like take these extra chinese classes and then indians will take like tamil classes yeah Yeah. malaysians malaysians have their yeah you you know what's really interesting i find this like really weird um so 80 percent of singapore is han chinese but then china is closer to malaysia in terms of relationship wise they're closer to malaysia than singapore like China and Singapore's relationship is actually not that good. It's interesting how they're closer to Malaysians. Well, that that, that goes back to another question we were going to ask. Like, what's what's China's what's mainland China's relationship with like the Chinese diaspora? Like, I mean, you, we've already talked about Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really say much about Taiwan. Yeah. But then there's also Singapore too, which has like Wait, a lot of is, Chinese. Is diaspora? Is you friend of like Da Zhonghua? Is that are you friend of like the the Chinese race? What what does diaspora mean? diaspora just means like diaspora means like people from a country that are like like immigrants in somewhere else like all the mexicans here in the u.s mm-hmm. are like mexican diaspora basically oh okay okay so because they're not because they're not in mexico like they're living yeah. in the u.s they work here they raise their kids here but they're like from mexico okay. basically immigrants yeah yeah because yeah, uh, in- immigrants in like other countries uh, in chinese there's like two ways to look at what it means to be chinese and it's, 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 I think it's probably the same as what you just said. Like, um, there's Da Zhonghua, which refers to the Chinese race. And then there's Zhongguo, which refers to Chinese nationality. I think the average Chinese person in China or outside of China, just anywhere, they, they think being Chinese means part of Da Zhonghua, so the Chinese race. So this is, this is one thing I don't like, because if you're like from a foreign country and you immigrate, great to China and you become a Chinese citizen, like a lot of those citizens won't consider you Chinese. But in my opinion, I don't see Chinese as, as the race. I see it as like the nationality. I think that that's because like, because like, um, you know, like if, if I've lived in America my whole life and then someone from Africa lives in, already immigrated to China and then like became a citizen, you know, in my eyes, that person's more Chinese than I am. But then like, you know, like most Chinese see in terms of Da Zhonghua, like, the Chinese diaspora, like that's the only way to be Chinese. Wait, does does have to do with your question? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that 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 has to do with my question because I was wondering about um like relation the relation you were you were getting at it before like the relationship between China and like Singapore, oh. and and maybe China and like other other parts other parts of the world with like a strong like Chinese population like maybe in Philippines too and. Um, Oh yeah, Phil, um, I know the the so the most okay so um, mainland China is ninety five percent Han Chinese, Taiwan's ninety eight percent Han Chinese, uh, Singapore's eighty percent Han Chinese, uh, Malaysia's forty percent Han Chinese, Thailand's twenty percent. I th- I think the Philippines was like two percent, and then mm-hmm. uh, where our grandparents are from, uh, and our moms, uh, uh, Han Chinese were one percent in Laos. You know, yeah, like I said, there's two ways of thinking. Like one is that Chinese refers to all of them as long as they're racially Chinese or 
that refers to if your nationality is Chinese. Um, but I prefer the view of the nationality meaning you're Chinese because I feel like that doesn't discriminate against the race. Like you could be, a, you could be another race and then become Chinese. Like you don't have to be ethnically Chinese to be Chinese. Yeah. I prefer like that. Um, well, that's how I think more. So yeah, like I said, like the like immigrants who live in China, people who immigrated to China and live in China, they're more Chinese than I am. They have more of a right to say they're Chinese than I am than I do. Within, and then like, what's huh? oh, and then yeah. what's uh, why is uh, China's relationship with Singapore strained, even though like it's eighty percent Chinese? I don't know. I I think it might be because of because uh, Singapore used to be a British colony, so I don't know if like. They've, but I don't know because they don't have freedom of speech there, so it wouldn't be they value freedom of speech. I'm not sure, and I don't know why China's relationship with Malaysia is good. I, like, because I know like it used to China's relationship with Singapore used to be good. Like during um, World War II, when Japanese invaded uh, uh, China, Singaporeans boycotted Japanese goods, like in support of the Chinese citizens. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. Like, it's not bad, but it's just like, like it's not as good as it as China's relationship is with Malaysia. Yeah, the, the 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 politics of that region is really interesting because like China is best friends with Pakistan, Ukraine, Burma, and stuff. But at the same time, like Russia and Ukraine aren't really homies, but they're both homies with China. Like China is close to both of them, and then China and India are bitter rivals. But then Russia is allies with both of them. So like, and then like, um, and then uh, China and Indonesia don't like each other, but they the Philippines is close to both of them. So it's interesting. I, I feel like this is good though, because uh, it makes world war less likely, you know, if like the alliances are all like confused. Cause like, I know like with the border dispute between China and India right now, like Russia is trying to like get them to calm down and mediate it, you know? So it's good that like, there's a lot of allies that are like intertwined. That's interesting. I, I didn't know Russia was involved in them like calming that down. Yeah, R- Russia is seen yeah. as like the, India and China are looking to Russia as like the mediator right now, hmm. that border conflict. It was, it was interesting. I don't know, like when I saw in the news that, um, cause uh, the Chinese troops and Indian troops didn't want to have it escalate to war. So they fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> they, they, were, they didn't use any guns because they didn't want war to break out. But people actually died during the border conflict like, like two weeks ago. But uh, just like, you know, less than 30 people. But then, uh, yeah, they fought with sticks and stones. And then you would see in YouTube comments, World War Four already started. <laughs> you know that joke that World War Three we're gonna nuke each other and we can go back to sticks and stones. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, so, uh, have you ever gone uh, uh, back and seen Mexico like uh, recently or anything? Um, I went last year. You went yeah. last year. What what city did you go to? Uh, I went to it's a it's a it's called Zacatecas. Uh-huh. Do you know? Are you familiar with Mexico? Not really, because. I've only been to like those touristy areas, but I want to go more into like, I want to see more like local stuff. Oh uh, yeah. I've only seen yeah. Cancun and uh, Cabo, like touristy areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Can- Cancun, I, I don't know about Cabo, but I know Cancun is good because even though it's very touristy, like there's, uh-huh. there's like the pyramids around there that are very like, you know, really cool to see. So that's oh. kind of, that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know I've been to, I've been to a lot of parts. I actually haven't been to those parts, but I've been, I know I've been to like a lot of local parts. Like I've been to a lot of the parts where, which have, like I said, like ethnic minorities, like Native yeah. Americans. Zacatecas is also, is like more of a colonial city. So it's more like 
like white Mexicans and oh, okay. and more like mainstream Mexican culture with like mariachi and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's Mexico City, which is really cool. That's probably my yeah, favorite place. I wanted Mexico to. City. I wanted to go see that. And Guadalajara yeah. too. I heard like, I heard Guadalajara is cool too. Guadalajara is like um, so. Guadalajara is famous. Like so, that's like the most. That's like the second most economically like active city, I think, after after Mexico City, I think. Uh-huh. And um, they're famous because uh, they're famous for having a lot of like the very pop for being like the originators of a lot of the most popular things that are Mexican, like uh, mariachi music. That's cool. Mariachi Uh music started in in Guadalajara. Also uh, tequila, like Uh all the agave tequila plantations. That's like in that area too. Oh, nice. So like, that's what that's famous for. Um, What I like about most about Mexico though, is the like native culture, like ethnic Uh minority culture. And you get a, you get more of that in Mexico city actually, because Mexico city was like where the Aztec empire was. So there's still like a lot of, there's still a lot of like Aztec ruins. Yeah. I think like the, the Mexican flag is so cool. Cause speaking of Aztecs, you know how it has that eagle with the, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's so cool. That's like one of the coolest flags. Like just the story behind that is really cool. I think. Yeah. it, It is a cool story. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because, um a lot of people don't really most people most mexicans don't really identify with with like that culture really with like being aztec or anything that's really more of a mexican-american thing Uh if you meet uh and it it has to do with like i said like people kind of look down on on uh, native people uh uh, because you know they tend to be like darker skinned and more poor so they kind and they kind of look down on them for not speaking spanish sometimes so yeah yeah so like that there's also like there's also like a like a racial element to that so people might know that story but then they won't really like identify it with it that much actually like a lot of mexicans won't yeah it's interesting i like my best friend um he's like almost a hundred percent like spanish blood but he identifies as mestizo because he doesn't like spain so he just like identifies fully (laughs) as mestizo he just yeah (laughs) It's, it's really interesting it's well, well there, there's a lot of people who are like they, they probably are mixed but they're just light-skinned uh-huh. yeah yeah no mexico mexico if you if you ever get interested in visiting mexico like i i know i know a lot about it just because it's like what yeah. i research i really yeah. want to go maybe i'll, I'll yeah. reach at you when I yeah, go to yeah. Mexico. <laughs> yeah like so yeah mexico city is good and then uh oaxaca is good oaxaca has the most unique food because um mexico also has regional food um it's not super different, but mm-hmm. in Oaxaca, it gets the most different. That's like the biggest difference you'll see. Like Ooh. they still do a lot of um, very like they still eat a lot of native foods there. Like you, like you can get grasshoppers, like they eat grasshoppers, Ooh. they eat wasps. Oh. They eat, like, no, yeah. Ch- Chinese are super familiar. Chinese are super yeah. familiar with insects and stuff. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. And they eat, they eat like their food is a lot more like herbal um they eat a lot more like plants and herbs and their food is less fried they don't really like like they don't really eat fried food that much oh nice yeah and i feel like this could be its own podcast series because it's there's a lot to talk about with just communism capitalism and just china and american propaganda there's there's so much yeah china is a bigger country than the u.s in population and uh, and in land mass so like it's totally like more complex yeah, there, there's yeah. something that's really interesting. Like, um, 
So the UN defines China as bigger than America, but America defines itself as bigger than China. And then the, the reason <laughs> is really funny. So uh, I looked it up. Like uh, it says, um, like Wikipedia says, uh, China. If you look at it based on purely land, China's bigger. If you look at it based on water rights too, China's also bigger. But then America looks at its own water rights and doesn't include China's water rights. <laughs> so it defines itself as bigger than the China. It's so funny. It's just so petty to me. Like which which one is like slightly bigger? Like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That is funny. Yeah, because we have the Great Lakes. The Great and you. That's a lot of like like surface area, I guess. But even with water rights, China's still bigger. It's only mm -hmm. if you yeah. neglect China's water rights and include America's. <laughs> like that, yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, I gotta get back to some work. Yeah, but thanks right. for joining us, George. It was good. And thank yeah, you, thanks. Carlos, for right. joining. Thanks, Carlos. It was nice meeting you, man. It was nice to meet you, too, man. Yeah. All right, you guys have a good afternoon. All right, you too.